So, Peter, last week we had an Indian band who claims that you don't need to be Indian when you're hitting it big abroad in the Western world. That was one of the things that we talked yeah, about with yeah. Nolan Lewis of Cryptos, but Correct. that was last week's episode. Yeah. And this week we have somebody who is an Indian and who's doing something in the metal world, but that's quintessentially Indian in a way. Yeah, it, it actually the first time I heard it, I was also a little like scratching my head, like what's going on with this yeah. guy? Of course, we are talking about Rishabh Seen, who is a very young sitar player who now has a new act called Sitar Metal. Yeah. And the word Sitar Metal actually leads me to what I was also thinking of as a way to introduce this episode, which was how many band names can you remember which actually define what the music that they play in the band name itself? Doom, I don't know. <laughs> Think about it. There's what? Metallica, definitely. Metal Church. Death. Yeah, Death. Demonic Resurrection, if you think demonic metal is a genre of metal. Shout out, Sahil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. It's, it's a bit like... <laughs> trying to think. So, yeah. So, you had that one serious opening idea. And you have the second lame-ass jokey opening idea. And both are included because... I really didn't know what else or how else to introduce this episode. And that's because Rishabh does such a beautiful job of explaining in this entire interview of what the basis of Sitar Metal is, uh, his idea behind amalgamating or marrying the two worlds of Hindustani classical music and rock or metal, and just why sitar metal is something that should be identified as a new sub-genre of metal of sorts. I'll, I love where he's coming from. That's the thing. I mean, uh, he, I, I first watched him when he did his covers and then to see him switch over to Mute the Saint and now to see the evolution to sitar metal. But uh, what I would like everyone who's listening to this, before you go on and listen to the rest of the episode, go look up sitar tempting time cover dude that cover blows your mind it puts a lot into context like i while preparing for this episode uh-huh. watched it and you know you watch it and then you realize that this is an 18 year old who's been listening at to that m- time yeah at, at that, that time, time mind who's you. been listening to yeah, like metal for like yeah me- who's been listening to metal for a couple of years no man no what he was yeah, okay yeah, at yeah. that time yeah, 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 yeah again yeah. again at that time yeah so na- and it's still resonates. I mean, I'm sure there's still a lot of people who watch that video going like, holy shit, what's going on, right? Yeah, definitely. And to add to your list of instructions to how our audience, whatever that audience is, uh, should listen to this episode, let me add this. It's almost a chronological retelling of Rishabh Seen's journey. So while he's narrating his journey, I'd, I'd actually recommend you guys pause the episode Go to YouTube or wherever else you listen to your music, listen to a bunch of that music and then come back and then continue because it will actually help you understand what sitar metal is and just why sitar metal needed to happen at this point in time in Rishabh Seen's life and hence in our lives too. Yeah. Yeah? All right. I think we've prepped our listeners way more than usual this time around. So here you go. 
here is behind the scene ha 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 with, with rishabh singh Sin. and i'd like to welcome rishabh singh to hands up welcome rishabh how are you doing today thank you thank you so much thank you peter thank you nimesh great to speak to you guys thank you i'm good man i'm good i'm all good all right so you know thanks for taking time out and uh, you know before we get into like sitar metal and everything that you've yeah, been up sure. to the last few weeks or so let's get to know you a bit better so you know sure, your sure. family is rooted in music and uh, you're yeah. a third generation musician so i'm assuming yeah, right. you were exposed to music at a very young age yeah yeah absolutely man absolutely um yeah so like as you said i'm the third generation of musician from my family so my grandfather played the tabla then my father made a transition and he started playing the sitar so yeah when you're born in such a family like i remember like there's photos of me like my father is showing me like i was 4 and 5 and i was playing like a toy sitar so it's like that like that's how early i started you know in music and yeah so that's like my first memories of my life are actually in, rooted in music like either hearing my father or just playing with like a tabla or a harmonium or a sitar you know and that's like a you know like a cliche like a upbringing of a classical musician like it's just music you know that's all i knew yeah okay but um, i'm sorry there's no easy way to ask this but please humor me on this one uh, sure. was your house uh, accepting of all forms and genres of music Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like this is the crazy part. Like you know, for the like, it was so weird, man. Like when I started, like okay, I've been playing this sitar uh, and Indian classical music in general for over like twelve years now. And I was doing it for a long time, and I was performing, and you know, I had like I had everything going for me. And then when I discovered metal in back in like two thousand eleven, eleven twelve. it took me a long time to even tell these guys that okay fuck i listen to this kind of music and uh, so th- i did like an experiment so one day i was uh, just listening to gujira and you know like they just go all the way so i just finally decided that okay i'm not going to hear it in headphones i'll just put it in, in on some speaker and i did it and my father dropped into the room and he said ye 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 taal kaun sa like what what taal is this because he was counting the beats and stuff and they are prox so, you know so so they play with uh, you know a lot of grooves and stuff and he actually liked gojira like and my just oh. mind just went out of the roof like i was like fuck like okay this is like like it doesn't get more brutal than gojira like for at least in my household <laughs> so i was like okay if he likes this then he's up for anything and then i was like okay dad just come here just sit i'll just want to show you a few things and then i showed him Animal Seeders, and you know, I showed him Metallica and Slipknot, and you know, Rammstein, and like everything. So yeah, he was very like approving of all this, and even so, like my mother also. So I like even now, I think everything I've done is just because like these guys never even said a single word like to me, like okay, don't do this, or you know, don't get a blue sitar because there's no one uses a blue sitar. Like they never stopped me in anything. So yeah, man, like that is the biggest gift to me. Like my household, it's like. music all time there's no limit on like how loud i can play or you know what i can hear or anything so yeah like that is where everything is coming from it's just the family support that i have and it's incredible some other level of support yeah that's fantastic yeah, to hear yeah your parents sound like really cool people but i know you mentioned yeah. <laughs> you making your dad listen to gojira how did you yeah. discover rock metal and even gent 
yeah 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 uh, so my thing i am still you know like i've uh, realized this story and story like i am not like uh, i'm like an old school guy like i started with nirvana so that was the first band that i heard and i remember specifically i was hearing nirvana live at reading festival and you know like god was wearing like a whole hospital gown and stuff like that and yeah. this is coming from a guy like i being a classical musician i just okay you have to you know kind of try to you know understand this like i never even knew something like this exists in the world cuz i am a guy of ragas and talas and you know it's a whole different world classical is a whole different world you know mm-hmm. people don't even talk in english like forget like music which is written in english you know whatever so yeah. i just i was like a shairi guy you know and shairi guy hearing like nirvana for the first time you can see the whole you know the cultural clash <laughs> that i was hearing and when i heard it i was like damn what the hell is this like and he was like there's there's a shot of kurt cobain and he's like spitting on camera and i was like wow like the level of freedom in this musical form is some other level man like this guy is just going for whatever he wants to do on stage like i mean okay music is one thing but then life is another thing you know i want uh-huh. to do something where i can also go on stage and play music but then also go wild and you know like jump and you know like fall and you know get up and then just go at it so nirvana, when i heard nirvana i just like instantly my like life was changed i was like okay damn like this is some other universe and uh, i did that and then i got into like foo fighters and you know like uh, smashing pumpkins sound garden stuff like that uh, this was 2012 okay. so then i just got onto this one band that even to this day there's nothing like this band that lights me up and that band is slipknot and Whoa, when i heard yeah. slipknot yeah and i was like oh man now this is like 1000x of nirvana like like you know na slipknot like these nine guys and there's nothing that can stop these guys like they just go on stage and they just go nuts i don't care about like if it's technical or whatever i just know one thing when i hear slipknot i have this drive to do stuff in my life it just drives me a lot And even to this day it's the same thing you put any slipknot song i'm like up for anything like so slipknot like slipknot was my entrance to metal technically and that was also 2012 and then i started discovering you know like heavier bands like behemoth like gachira and you know uh, like tons of stuff man and then prog was the final destination for me okay so yeah i mean it started with uh, like hardcore you know like whatever you call it heavy metal thrash metal whatever and then slipknot and then i got into the progressive side of the whole scene all right Uh, yeah. you kind of talked about this but i i want to just delve into this a little bit more uh what mm-hmm. exactly was it about rock and metal that fascinated you i mean i i'm prefacing <clears throat> this because i think uh and this may be completely wrong but for a lot of us it's about the aggression and the animalistic appeal of the music but uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, for you someone who's trained musically classically trained uh mm-hmm. does it have that same appeal or is it something more Yeah, I'll tell you this two aspects of this and it took me like a really long journey in life to like realize what exactly is what drives me to hear metal so it's two things first of all it's the of course when i hear progressive metal like animals eaters and stuff like that the first thing that is it's the music because when i heard animals eaters for the first time i was like okay this what i'm hearing right now i don't know what where it falls in your uh, theory thing but for an indian classical musician this is ragas like i don't know if those guys know it but in indian if like an indian classical music musician hears their music for them it's like a raga you know like they're playing stuff in ragas and that's what like pushed me to actually try this on a sitar because it was in a raga that i really love like the first song i did tempting time is in a raga called kirwani and i love that raga in classical music so i was like okay let me try and play this 
you know so for the first thing is obviously music there's like so much to do this and there's this other thing also in classical music everything that we do on stage even if i play for one hour or three i've done shows for like four hours straight as well in like a better in like a house you know thing which mm-hmm. is very private and stuff mm-hmm. and we play for four hours and it's everything is improvised every single note i play is improvised it's off the top of my yeah. head yeah. and that's yeah. classical music right but when i heard progressive metal i was like okay these guys are doing everything that i do but in like five minutes they are going through tempo changes they are going through uh, like melodic changes and they are so free to do that in like 5 minutes and they can tell the whole story in 5 minutes so that was my first thought okay i take 4 hours to you know tell a story if i learn th- to write this kind of music i can do all that in 5 minutes so that was the first thing and the second thing was yeah so i am like uh, the second thing for me was i am an extreme person i love when i see someone and just the way they talk or the way someone dresses or what they eat is if it's extreme i just love like people who just go nuts you know like for example um yeah just take like for example it's a very cliche thing like for example kanye west like i fucking love that guy i just love him because you know what like i don't care like how egoistic anyone is it's their own problem but people who come into this life and they live an extreme life like he's absolute version of kanye west you know he's not 99% kanye west he's 100% kanye and same with slipknot like when i see slipknot it's 100% slipknot they're not holding anything back so for metal that is what metal like stands for me it's being extreme and being you know like i can be the full version of myself i don't have to hide anything you know so that is like one of the major reasons for me and the other thing i want to say is uh, i don't know why people hate aggression like aggression is a good thing man like the release of it is you know so healthy uh there's a uh, this very nice piece by flea when he was inducting metallica into the rock and roll hall of fame he said like metal music is the healthiest release of something which is potentially destructive you know like yeah. if you don't re- if you don't release yeah. anger it's going to come out in the form of like you hurting someone so it's better to take it out on music than to hurt someone you know so yeah all these things like i always keep all this stuff in perspective like of course everyone feels anger every person who has ever been born in in this world at some point wants to slap the other person you know it, it comes around at some point so rather than doing that you just go write a song go on stage play it like lose your fucking mind head bang and then you come back and you're all relaxed so like yeah it's life also like i love how metal heads can just go on stage and just be extreme and just let it all out and then be as calm and normal in the normal life so yeah it's music and is the performance aspect all right and and I also like i would this Yeah I just want to say one more thing like I know like a lot of people will not take his name and like uh, you know it's like weird to talk about this stuff but like Kanye West like the reason I love him is I don't like every person has some form of ego okay like we all have to agree uh-huh. it, like every person has it you know so what is the problem with someone who has 5% someone who has 50 you have 5 years 50 so it's fine it's we are all in the same you know in, in the same life but he like the stuff he does is 100% Kanye stuff like that is what i love in people and in bands and in music like people who are just unapologetically themselves i love that i don't care if it's like good or bad i love that that person is being like a full version of himself you yeah, know so and, and like so, and sometimes yeah. that's what you require to create long lasting great art yeah yeah man otherwise if you keep floating here and there it's not gonna like i did that i wanted to write at some point i, I wanted to write you know like whatever like whatever sell yeah, like some sometimes like post rock and you know whatever whatever but then i was like no man like i can do this but then i won't survive for long after 5 years i'll be done and i don't want i'm not here for like 5 years you know i just want to keep doing this till my hands work 
right. So I just want to take you back uh, to about four years ago, and I uh-huh. very clearly remember this. You brought mm-hmm. it up uh, in this earlier question you answered, mm-hmm. where you talked mm-hmm. about your cover of animals as leaders, mm-hmm. tempting mm-hmm. time. I still remember yeah. the hype around that, and yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. living in India at the moment, and I still remember people talking about it. There was a whole buzz, <laughs> and they were like, "What the fuck is going on? There's someone covering <laughs> animals as leaders on a yeah. sitar." So, yeah, just take me back to that time where, like, you recorded wow. it. What were your expectations at that time, man? Yeah, you know, actually, this is a fun thing. Like, where I'm standing right now is the exact spot where I recorded the video. I'm in the same room, actually. So it's very, you know, it's a very fun thing to remember. Yeah, man. Like, this was uh, imagine like 2014. Like, I was like too young. You know, I was still in the classical world. I was just hearing. I was like three years into metal, and I was discovering this prog side of the whole, you know, like metal subgenres, whatever. So I discovered Elvis's, and then so what I do is like what I like to do is if. it speaks to me on a level of my life if if it relates to me really only then i'm going to go ahead and do it i just don't don't want to do stuff that you know i just wake up one day and i want to do it i just make sure like it it has something to offer and show about my life as well so at that point of time i was actually in a lot of bands i was doing a lot of fusion you know bands i was featuring on mm-hmm. a lot of artists so i saw this attitude like uh, i was uh, when i did that i was 8 17 when i released that video or 18 i think yeah Yeah, so indeed. at that point i was like uh, you know uh, playing with a lot of bands and i saw this attitude problem like a lot of guitar players you know would come to me and i would just face this you know like this this subtle you know like okay like you don't matter you know that kind of an attitude and it's fine it's fine everyone like everyone is free to do whatever they want to do but you know it just went to a point where i was like damn man like what is up with these people like like this was the first time i was you know uh, talking to like rock metal scene people you know like like for the first time like i was 18 and i was suddenly into this scene now the rock metal scene and this attitude it just killed me from inside man i still remember like i would go into a jam pad to jam and mm-hmm. whatever band I, i won't name them but like whatever band i was playing with they would just give me the shittiest amp in the room just because i was a guitar player and i was like hey like why did the guitar player get that amp and i got this amp like like what is this thing like can, like can i get like at least basic respect and it just happened for a very long time i saw all this stuff happening so i was like okay fuck this like if they think sitar is not cool let's let's make it cool like I, that was literally what happened like i was like okay fuck i'll, I'll show these guys like i'm not less than anyone like okay guitar is great it's like, amazing but okay i'll show you what sitar has to offer so i was like okay what is the craziest like guitar music i can get my hands on right now in rock metal because i don't want to do anything else like rock metal is is mm. great classical and rock metal is fine So I was like, okay, Anvil's leaders, and then I heard them, and it was like I, I, I understood nothing. I just got nothing for the first <laughs> time. But then I, you know, I just, I just sat with it, and I started like hearing some, you know, overlapping stuff, which is the classical stuff. Okay. Like for me, when I hear them, I a lot of times I just hear classical music being played on like hundred times, you know, tempo, whatever. Hmm. So I was like, okay, let's pick one song, and I remember it took me twenty-two days to cover the first song, Tempting Time. for 22 wow. days i just zoned in into a room i just like took that song i just put it in ableton and just started like with riff by riff by riff like i started doing that and then like after 22 days i was done and i was like okay this is ready to like you know take this out and let's let's show like sitar is no less than anything else out there and i did it and you know there's a fun fact also like when i released that video before that i released a teaser of that video and that teaser got like 35 views <laughs> 
and i was like <laughs> wow this is the greatest thing ever because i don't expect youngsters to hear sitar you know because no one gives a fuck about the sitar unless someone comes around and makes it you know the thing so yeah. i was like okay let's still put out the full music video and when i put the full video out like uh-huh. the next morning it, it was on like news 18 and then like fucking metal injection and loudwire and shit like that and i was like damn this is this is insane i was i couldn't believe the next morning like i woke up and everything was different i had like fucking 1200 requests and shit like that and like messages were flowing in and then all these big magazines they just reached out to me they were like okay rishab we have seen your video can you do more of this and uh, you know mm. we can create like a deal or something like that where we will we'll pay you for you know per video and stuff like that and you know i was young i was like no no, no i don't need money just i'll give you the next video you just put it out so like loud for example metal injection gear gods and metal sucks like these three like magazines yeah. they reached out to me with like an offer like okay you do this and we will like pay you for this and stuff like that but then i didn't take the money but i still gave them the videos and i was like okay no just put it out i just want people to see like what sitar is it's like i just want to make it like cool for like young people and and show like all these guitar players that hey like hey like we are also here like come on like like get done with this attitude thing is fine yeah so like yeah for it i did i did it for like 2 years yeah and i released a ton of videos ton of like i shot like i was shooting almost every month i was learning songs and i was into this whole zone and like i'm lucky it just ended up becoming a thing a legit thing yeah yeah i mean like for me the highlight was uh, also watching you cover mishuga bleed because i was like oh, yeah. how the hell did someone do that on a sitar yeah but actually then- that was actually a challenge yeah like see the guitar player from youth the saint he told me like okay i was like okay what do you guitar players do for practicing your picking hand because you guys can play really fast and on sitar there's just one string where you actually play the notes on so you cannot sweep pick on one string or you know you can do nothing like one string is like alternate picking So he's like, okay, no, no, no. You just play Meshuga, and like, there's this one song. It's a nice exercise. And I was like, okay. And then he once sent me a recording, which was at 132 BPM, which is like 20, 30 more than the original song. It was too fast, mm. even than the original song. And I was like, he was like, okay, you play this, and when you play this, I won't, I won't play the guitar. Like he just, you know, like, like said something <laughs> like funny. And I was like, okay. And then I like again took it to my room, and for after a month, after one month, I did it five BPM more than what he like sent me. It was even faster, like Ouch. what he sent me. So yeah, I I, I was like, okay, I'll release it. <laughs> so I, yeah, it was just a fun thing. I just it it was actually born out of a exercise. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. yeah. But but I I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, for you, like a highlight. And when I was watching this video, also for me, it was like blew my mind. Uh, when you <laughs> covered uh, Hardwired by Metallica. Oh yeah. And yeah, you yeah, had yeah. Metallica talk about it during that jam oh, session. What was that yeah, moment yeah. like? Oh, bro! Like, fuck! Like, th- it's some surreal shit, man. Like, I cannot believe. Like, I don't, you know, I don't even think about this because then it's like, like it just feels weird. Like, it's it shouldn't. It's not supposed to happen to like a twenty-one-year-old yeah, sitar like, player. Like, you know. But it's like, yeah. yeah I mean, when, I remember someone just said he'll talk. When yeah, you have James yeah. Edsfield talking during the jam yeah. session, say, "Hey, by the way, did you check that guy out play sit, uh, oh, hardwired on sitar?" Damn, <laughs> damn, man! Like it's insane. Like okay, so someone messaged me on Instagram saying, "Hey, dude, like, uh, are you that guy who covers like uh, Metallica and stuff?" I was like, "Yeah," and then he was like, "Okay, you should check this video out." And I clicked on the video, and you know, Metallica has these like tuning room videos stuff yeah. where they, you know, yeah, yeah. warm up for going on stage. So it was a video that was shot in Dallas. So I, was, I clicked on it, and I just. I anyways watch Metallica videos because I love like even after thirty forty years they're just going in you know, so I just watch it and at some point he just said it, and I paused the laptop and I just like 
took two minutes to realize what the fuck had just happened. Like, <laughs> this is James fucking Hetfield. Like, what the hell is happening? And who showed him? Like, how did he land? Like, he is James. He's he shouldn't even like be in the zone. Like, he shouldn't be on social media. He should be like relaxing, you know, somewhere. <laughs> I said, who showed him this video? So yeah, I just lost my shit, man. Like, it's, it's insane. Like, that's all I can say. I don't know, like, how it happened, when it happened. Like, it's just insane. Okay, and and of course, the then came mute the saint, or while all this was happening, there was mute the saint. So, mm-hmm. what was your biggest learning from mute the saint and that entire endeavor? Uh, yeah, your biggest think, learning from that. I think there are two, three things I learned. The first thing is always uh, work with people that are kind of in your age group. Like, okay. okay, everyone in Mute the Saint was great. They're still good friends and I love them. They are extraordinary musicians. Everyone is amazing. But, you know, I was 19 and I was dealing with someone who's above 30, you know. So this, this is like a generation gap, you know. And of course, I'm at a point where I can take even financial risks. I have like my father who can like still, you know, have my back. But yeah. a guy who is 30 above, he has to earn. Like there's no like playing around when you are, you know, above 25 or 30, you know. You just have to go and do stuff. So, like, I was dealing with people who were too, you know, f- like, they have, they had seen a lot more life than me. And the second thing I learned is, if you are strong-headed and you know exactly what you want to do, people don't like that. Like, it's very hard to talk to a strong-headed person because they are not influenced. You know, they, they are their own influence. Like, I know exactly where I want to reach and I welcome everything that comes to my road. Even if I have to live on a roadside tent, I'll, I'll do that. It's fine. It's, everything is fine. There's no problem. But then people, like, they usually, yeah, like, no one likes a strong-headed person. Like, it's, like, that's what I learned, like, most out of that whole experience. But anyways, like, it's it's all good, man. I love everyone. Everyone has their own journey. I'm not supposed to live someone else's life. Someone else is not supposed to live my life. It's all fine. We can all exist as we are, you know. So I learned all that stuff while I was in the band. And that is why, you know, we had to, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it was just too much happening too fast for me as well. Mm-hmm. I was still covering and then still writing the album and still going out and playing in clubs and in college festivals. So it was too fast for me. Like, yeah. Right. And if I may ask, how much mm-hmm. of Mute the Saint is in sitar metal now? Uh, technically none. None. Like it's all, it's a new thing. Like see, okay. So by 2017, uh, Mute the Saint was like, uh, I released the album and... Uh, so I had kind of established the whole like idea, okay, Sitar Metal can be an original thing. It's yeah. not just a cover video thing. It's an original thing now. So, but you know, like, as I said, the age gap and, you know, like, I was okay. Like, okay, here's the thing. Like, I could go out and do a show where there's no money and still get my point across. So that when I return the next time, maybe I'll get some money, you know. So I can do that because I am young and, you know, I, I have my parents who are supporting mm-hmm. me. So I could do that at that point. But those guys couldn't. And it's fine because they have families who support and stuff like that. So I, I get it. But then I just couldn't stop, man. Like if I stopped at that point, this nothing, this day wouldn't have come, you know, like where everything is happening, like as exactly as I want. So if I had to just take some harsh steps and, you know, just get done with the whole thing. Uh, yeah, sorry. I just lost your question. I just, can, can you repeat? No, 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 so no, sorry, I said in terms of... sorry, Peter, go ahead. Yeah. So sorry. I was just saying like, in terms of not just the band, but like say in terms of the material or everything mm-hmm. else that you had going mm-hmm. with Mute mm-hmm. the Saint, how much mm-hmm. of that has transformed into sitar metal or just come two separate entities completely? Because yeah, it's, com- 
it's completely different man like i'll tell you why because when i was doing mute the saint i was still into that zone that i have to prove that sitar is limitless you know and that whole album <clears throat> was basically i was i was just showing off i was showing off that okay this is all i can do like you like no one can play this i can play this on sitar so that was the whole mentality so to me that is a very like immature like uh, but i respect it because at that point i was in that zone so it's it's fine like wherever you are in the life at, at that point you should write that kind of music so mute the scene was just me like showing up okay like i have established this whole thing now here like what i can do with the whole metal thing and the whole classical thing where i can take it so that album was just me just shredding over a bunch of stuff that i wrote like that's all it is it's like right now what it is it's a whole different animal of its own it's just everything is different from the way i wrote the song everything is a different thing mute the scene was like okay i i can play this thing that probably no one else will will touch for the next 5 years so i should record this right now so like i was immature at that point but i still love and i still love the album i wrote every single thing like you know so i i just i just love it but yeah it's what mutasend was and what sitar metal right now is it's just completely different even i am not the same person anymore i don't relate i don't watch my videos i've never actually watched any of them like from front to end i just don't relate to that thing but i respect it totally because if i hadn't done that this day wouldn't have come yeah. so and you know i just briefly want to touch upon because like you know with sitar metal you've got like a new lineup and stuff like that how did you find it because you touched upon earlier having uh, people who are your age group and like minded members so how yeah. did that experience help you with finding members for sitar metal now yeah so after like after 2017 i just took like one or two years off and i you know started doing the arijit thing and stuff like that so i just took break from the whole sitar metal thing because mute the saint is banned and like i was not like in touch with you know anyone else so i just took time because everything was too fast anyways for me so i did a bunch of stuff but then i was always you know keeping an eye out for like young people you know i can like work with i wanted to work with my age group you know not like people 10 years you know elder to me so yeah i just found the first guy i found was diparshi roy from calcutta and he's like 21 like 21 or 22 right now and he was just yeah 21 so he is just like like some other level i always knew that guy but i never messaged him i just saw his videos and stuff and he had this you know this when you see someone you just know like this this x factor kind of thing you know so i just saw that and i always knew that okay if someday i want someone you know to like come and join this whole thing I, i'll ask him and when i asked him he was just up for it and yeah so i got right. diparshiray on guitars and the guy who plays the bass right now tushar he's actually my childhood friend we have got our teeth together you know like it's we, we are young and like we've been friends for a very long time so he never played bass but when i told him that dude like i don't want to work with a with a with a uh, with a bass player who plays really well but is not a good like dude you know but, yeah you are a good dude you can learn to play bass so do it so and he literally started learning the bass when i was writing the album and right now he's touring with us so oh. yeah it's like yeah he's just a friend like that's the only reason like i wanted to get him in the first place he's a good friend of mine and the guy who's playing the drums with us his name is joel and he's also from calcutta and he's the youngest one in the band he's uh, <laughs> he plays the drums and he's 19 years old 18 wow. oh yeah he's he's 18. he's actually sitting like like a few feet away from me he's 18 actually <laughs> and he's wow. like you you like i've not revealed his identity like totally but when you hear this guy like like yeah like his work will speak i, I don't need to say anything like he's just some also some expert guy yeah <laughs> so it's all like it's all kids like who say outrageous things and they just love having a good time 
in a band. Yeah, that's all it is now. That's what it should be. Yeah, man, it's too short, too short of a life to like worry about anything else. Just go and have fun. It's fine. Okay, great. So let's start talking about sitar metal in depth. But first, I'd yeah. like you to help us uh, with the absolute basics. Mm-hmm. So, Vishal, can you help our listeners understand the similarities and differences between a guitar and a sitar? Wow! Damn! Oh, sure, 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 sure. So, basically, sitar is an Indian classical instrument. It has been derived from the veena, which is like the like a very big version of a sitar. So, sitar is like a modern take of the veena. So, it's like okay. a three hundred, four hundred year old instrument. It's not that old, like as people think. It's like thousands of years old. No, it's not. It's like three hundred years old. So, sitar is basically So in guitars you have like six strings or eight string or nine string or whatever you know how many strings are enough like that is uh, how many strings you have to play and produce notes but in a sitar you only have like one main string where you can do all the playing that you can so essentially they are different in the first way they are different is in that way like on guitars you have six strings to produce all the chords notes and everything and on sitar you have just one string to do to that so you know you can see like obviously like on sitar you just like what can you do on one string you know but still uh still if the player is good you can do that and the second thing is of course the size like you know guitars are compact sitar is a big big uh, big instrument and on sitar you have to sit and play on guitars you like guitars also can sit and play but sitar there's no way you can stand and play there's just no way you have to sit and play uh other than that it's sitar is all like an acoustic instrument there's no pickups there's nothing you can just like maybe put a contact mic that's all you can do and of course in guitars you have like tons of yeah like options like whatever pickups you want whatever woods you want sitar is like it's a handcrafted instrument you know it's it's not made by companies it's like a guy somewhere in a village you know making a sitar that's how like it's like everything is different is nothing <laughs> except the music everything else is different you know there's no okay. fancy like strings or pickups like it's just some guy somewhere who made something and like you buy it that's it okay oh. of course in the recent past we've seen uh, say niladri kumar come up with the sitar where he's mm-hmm. processing and distorting the sound that comes out for it uh, that comes mm-hmm. out of it uh, how about you have you tried i don't know down tuning or processing or distorting uh, the sound coming out from your sitar <laughs> any stories from that end or those experiments oh yeah absolutely absolutely i have like i'm actually super close to niladri ji like uh... Yeah, we've had like a few dinners as well, and you know he's been to our place as well in Punjab as well. Yeah, so basically, like I'm a huge fan of his. First thing and foremost, like I just love that guy. He has brought us out to a new, you know, like almost like a mainstream thing. Like Niladri Kumar is like goddamn is like Niladri Kumar, you know. So like I had a dinner with him once, and we were in Bombay, and he just told me something, you know, very subtle, which like stayed with me for a very long time. He was like, okay, I do, I made this guitar, and you know what? It's done. Like. he should like no one should repeat like anything you know he like that is what he was telling me loki like don't you know like you're, like what you are doing is great but just don't come to like this because <laughs> doesn't make sense you know like why would i do the same thing you know so i think he himself knows and he, that was a great advice for me because at some point every setup you know wants to you know put on distortion and you know like sound like niladri ji and it's 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 amazing but he just told me like okay what you are doing just keep doing that it's it's going great and he you know he had heard like all the like mute the same songs and stuff like that so he knows everything mm. so yeah but and my personal thought is like i don't want to change the sitar and that's the whole reason i started the sitar metal thing is to tell people like if you go to a music store in anywhere in the world and you pick up a sitar that's exactly the sitar that i use you, like i don't use anything special 
I can do whatever I do on any sitar you give me. You know, I don't have to, you know, like change anything or buy a special kind of sitar. So I wanted to make sure, like every youngster who's coming up in India, they they don't they might not have money, you know, to go and buy like my like signature, like whatever, like model, whatever. Yeah. So it's the same sitar that I use and you use, and it's just what you do with it that can define, you know, who you are. So I just wanted to make the basic sitar's structure more, you know, uh, bring it more into the you know popular view, and you know, like people should know that okay, this is how sitar looks, this is how it sounds, because a lot of times people call like a tanpura as a sitar or you know stuff like that. That happens on airports. People say like, oh, it's a tanpura. No, 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 it's a sitar, you know. So like it's that, you know. Imagine like the kind of ignorance like a classical musician has to face. You don't even know like India. Me, okay, you don't even know like what a sitar is, and it's fine, it's fine. But it just kind of bothers me sometimes. Hey, I'm a so bass player. I'm a bass player, and and I completely <laughs> empathize with you. People are yeah, like, guitar, huh? Like where are the rest of the strings, and why is the guitar so bad? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, man, like yeah, this shit like never stops happening, no matter what you do. It's like it's like heart guitar. I I, 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 feel, I, I feel like inserting. I feel like inserting a hashtag musician woes, Indian musician woes. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. But but just building on like what we're talking right now about the yeah. sitar. I mean, when you mm-hmm. compare it to the guitar, does the sitar offer a bigger canvas to kind of play on? Or yeah, I'll just mention at this point. I can just mention one thing, which can just give you uh, an idea of what all is possible. So sitar is it's not my claiming. Like it's not a claim; it's a fact. So the fact is that sitar is the only instrument in the world where you can bend five notes from each fret, and that means. you're not just an instrumentalist you're also a vocalist you can do everything that a voice can do you know so sitar mm. is the only instrument ever made that it's possible to do this we can pull notes like on every fret that i land i can pull five notes and i can make like like alabs and you know like everything that the neck can do i can do it on the sitar so once you have unlocked the voice then you can do anything so the sitar is not only an instrument it's also a voice you know it's the only instrument that does that in the whole world this like there's no second not even a second like that's it So okay. now you can imagine like the things you can do. You can play riffs, you can play leads, but then you can also do vocals. Like what else do you need? You know, like everything is right here. So sitar yeah, is like absolutely need, limitless. Yeah, you don't need an octave pitch or something to nothing help nothing, you with it. Nothing. Nothing. I can play like Coke Studio stuff also. Like I can play vocal like khayals and every any song, anything. Like sitar is you can do anything. It's totally up to the player. Hmm. Right. Okay. Um. Allow me to just veer off slightly. Mm-hmm, Does the mm-hmm. sitar have any preconceived notions to it? As in, for most Indians, it still remains or is seen or is perceived as kind of an elitist instrument. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How does the Western world view this? And really, what's your take on uh, what the sitar has come to mean as such mm-hmm. in in the general? Yeah. Uh, I think the first thing that people like, of course, like like the first thing is like. no one hears it like no the young people are not interested in hearing this sitar and it's fine like it's fine like everyone like this is the time like which everyone is hearing so much music like i myself i just i was just hearing the travis scott album this like this morning like no one hears sitar you know so and the i i think what i would say is the only thing that went wrong for the sitar is not the audiences not the people it's the classical musicians themselves and i'll i'll just hmm. explain this in brief to you because i think people need to know this thing so if you say um, no one listens to the sitar like okay what is the reason who did that someone must have had done that you know like who is to be held responsible and i am the guy i'll always 
always i'll even blame but only the artist never the audience never the audience because if i am an artist i decide like how can i make this thing reach out people can hear anything like okay make a rule that from tomorrow onwards on every news channel on every news channel there should be one hour of classical music okay and make this a, like a rule from from tomorrow and like do it for the next one year and you'll see the change you'll see the people will start hearing it people can hear anything you just you you don't know how to present it that's the whole thing ek time pe people didn't But, have phones now everyone has a phone you know like it's like who did that you presented it in a way which made it easier for people to grasp it another example like if you go to a doctor and he says ye jo medicine hai this is very painful you know so what will you what will be your reaction oh fuck i wish i have don't have to take this but what if he says this medicine is uh, it's all good nothing will happen this and that you'll just you'll go go ahead and take it so that is what needs to happen with music someone needs to come some youngster needs to come up in especially in the classical world and needs to tell everyone that guys calm down whatever you have heard about classical music that it's difficult it's elitist it's not true it's some fucked up classical musicians who did this because they wanted to profit off of it but it's not the reality classical is all improvisation it's all limitless you can do anything anyone can do it like the guitar player of our band plays like almost as good as me like imagine that so <laughs> like it's yeah so I, it's just the player know. man humble brag <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, i no. i actually no, he does he does i the only reason i also laugh is because i wasn't sure like are you saying that now there's going to be like dual sitar in your band <laughs> next i don't know yeah don't worry yeah we, we yeah we all options open man all options open yeah so that's what i'm saying now like uh so see i i cannot blame people man because if i blame people then like in 2014 i was booed off stage okay that happened in hyderabad and 3 years okay. later i was i was headlining like in uh, nit calicut but there was like 6000 people in the crowd and i like everyone fucking lost their minds so how did that who did that i did that so basically it's on the player like i decide if the youngsters will hear this or not youngsters are everyone is open to everything yaar like even a normal youngster they eat so much different kinds of food in 3 days they wear so much different stuff like i have seen it happen in my shows people come to a rock metal show when they come to sitamil show they are wearing kurtas like imagine in a metal venue the cultural shift has started to happen like people are wearing kurtas and coming in imagine like so who did that like so they are ready to accept it you just need a guy who is like smart enough and who like like uh, like you know throws away all the bullshit ke ye mushkil hai ye tum log nahi kar sakte ye wohi kar sakta hai jisne 10 saal seekha aisa kuch nahi hai there's nothing like this here like only old people used to do it because like that was the only business model they knew so if i have no, something i huh that's a very valid point you're bringing because yeah, yeah. i think that's probably how you it maintained that you know inclusiveness yeah. you only yeah, yeah, yeah. had that set group of classical musicians and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that yeah yeah so like if you want your thing to flourish in old times there was no social media you cannot like you know like explain shit so what you did was you just made a hype around it ki ye bahut mushkil hai and only the selected few can do this because that was the only thing you could earn from like that was the only thing that people like why would someone go to your show you know if you have yeah. a hype around it but old people made this hype ki classical sitar bahut mushkil hai ye hai but right now i'm telling you it's it's not it's like easy like anyone can come and play it here it's as easy as any everything like everything is difficult if you make it difficult everything is easy if you make it easy yeah wo alag baat hai ki how much physical strain like how, what what happens it's a different game but yeah, like of course all that comes with practice and just yeah 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 so it's like 
the first. old people in yeah in the, the old people in classical music i just blame them like i am that guy who's shouting ke you guys did it like the people who came like the generation that came before us did this like you made this so difficult and so you scared the shit out of people yaar log sitar sunke bhag jate hain ke like fuck this is so difficult and why are people playing guitars because how do guitar players present it oh this is such a beautiful body this is such a beautiful sound hai na and like classical guys oh ye tum log kabhi nahi baja sakte ye aise ye sirf main hi kar sakta like what the fuck like why are you doing this you're scaring away people so someone needs to change this whole tone ke hey everything is fine like if you want to play it you can come and play it like it's it's all good you don't need to be like a selected one ke ye paida isliye hua hai there's nothing like that so someone needs right. to change this notion yeah just shifting gears back onto sitar metal i mean uh, yeah. you yeah. mentioned in a few places that you worked on this album for 14 months so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. for us who are laymen especially me just help us understand like music theory how does the sitar fit into the progressive metal uh, soundscape and are you restricted to particular scales or notes or such yeah uh see so yeah there's a lot of limitations but my thing is i'm not focusing on limitations at all i'm actually you know a lot of people think i'm like trying to make this as a guitar no i'm not i'm just playing what i know it just happens to be that maybe it's like what the life i've led or the thoughts that in my head it just comes out a certain way it's i cannot pinpoint it out like i i don't know what exactly it is but it's just my sound i'm not trying to be different i'm not trying to be anything it's just just what comes out out of me and the, another thing is like what i worked on i used to play drums also as a as like a i was a metal drummer as well for like 2 years in a, in a band so i learned that lifestyle also okay how it's like to be a drummer you know i know exactly what it feels the pains that you have and what you know stuff you can play i used to cover lamb of god and slip on and stuff like that so i know that uh, area also and i played little bit of guitars to you know make some noise like i can i can do that and a bass also so i kind of know everything and then i when i go to the sitar i take all that like whatever little bit of knowledge i have i take it and apply to sitar okay what can i create on a sitar that will also not only sound good on a sitar but also on a guitar and drums and i know that because i because i played those instruments so i know what kind of beat what kind of a groove would sound sick you know and a drummer would also enjoy playing it so i'm just not trying to be different it's like it's my sound like i just love metal and i've heard it for like 70 years day and night so you know what you hear is what you become so yeah i'm like equally of a classical musician and i i love metal equally like there's nothing ahead or you know behind anything everything is equal to me so some days i wake up and you know it's like nothing comes out and that's why it took 14 months you know uh, there's a uh, the entire album like sitar metal album all the six songs they were technically written in like 3 or 4 days everything was composed written done logged in 6 days but it took 14 months because i was in a very depressive phase i thought like i was like going out of my mind you know and that's a whole different story why that happened but out of those 14 months only 6 7 they were 6 7 days when the songs came together on their own i just woke up and i had this thing going on in my head and i took it to the sitar it sounded nice i recorded it and i compiled everything and i sent it to the to the guitar player you know so yeah that's how i write like it's all inspired it's not like the writing that i'm doing right now is not to prove a point it's just to enjoy music i've done the pro- proving in like music and i've i've showed everyone what 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 all can happen like how fast and how technical how whatever you want to see you can go and look at it, like there but right now sitar metal it's about songwriting that is representative of my life and is when i hit the stage with these songs we already did like our first headlining show 3 days ago in iit roper and we saw 
the whole dream manifest right in front of our eyes people just went nuts like imagine punjabis head banging to metal music imagine that like, <laughs> you can imagine the weight so right now the songs they are inclusive they're not just me showing up it's like fuck like whatever so whatever fuck all that it's like good songwriting that you will have a good time when you come to the show you'll just lose your minds like we do on stage everyone thrashes around we fall off stage you know we are like breaking stuff and shit like that so it's all happening so right now the music is just supposed to be music it's it's there's no point there's no nothing we just want to go out and have a good time and give people something that will move them and make them have a good time that's all sitam metal is right now okay okay so um just staying on this uh, composition point a little bit um mm-hmm. how does it work i mean we've heard stories of how uh, songs in iron maiden are written is generally steve harris uh, getting a melody stuck in his head and humming it over yeah. while he's figuring out the bass that's that's one story we've heard we've heard metallica coming up with riffs in a riff bank and then assembling it all together yeah in yeah. the studio yeah. uh yeah. what's the process like with you do you come up with melodies in your head then as you said go on sitar and try and figure it out and then try and figure out how the rest of the band comes in or is it i don't know like do you guys jam yeah. bring out ideas uh, yeah now now we have started to jam but when this album was written i was like alone in a room like i wrote everything yeah. but you know what i'll have to mention this like the guitar player of a band the percy roy like i have to hand it to this guy like i was so fucked up i was like and still it's the same thing like i'm kind of the same guy like i if i have an idea I'm sorry man like it just needs to come out exactly like this. I know like yeah. there's obviously a better thing but like what if the better is not required? I don't require better yeah, it's fine. Yeah. This is exactly what needs to happen and I think Dipurshi just got the point like I told him like okay if a metal guy writes a metal album it's going to sound like a metal album. If hmm. a classical guy writes a metal album there's always going to be a certain kind of a charm and a twist to it you know that yep. no one can unlock because you guys don't know where I am writing it from where my thing exactly. is coming from. Yeah. That's because I've like lived your life. Yeah. What's that space? Yeah. So it's like it's just like me being like twelve, fifteen years into this classical thing, and then I'm writing a metal album. So it's I'm there's going to be something that no one knows where it's coming from because I have led that life. You know, I know what classical is, and being a classical musician, I'm writing a metal album. So the way I approach my riffs, the way I approach my solos, the way I approach the grooves that I write, a lot of stuff is in talas. Like, like these guys. Like I've not like. told these guys but it's like talas like uh, this one song that piece you're after and the solo that i'm doing in that song uh, is uh, sorry the song is called beyond me and beyond you so in okay, the song yeah. i'm doing a solo uh, the main sitar solo it's actually in mattal mattal is a cycle of nine beats okay so these guys don't know that but i know it so i i don't want to explain it to them because they get it anyways they know like okay it's the nine yeah. groove but for me it's a tala and I, when i was writing that solo i wanted the mattal to be to be played like while i was playing the solo you know so that's like i am applying my knowledge of classical and the feel and the vibe of metal like okay will overall will this sound heavy will this sound like uh, will it have the same amount of energy that i have it in my mind like how can i bring that out so like that's when the guitars and the bass and you know the overall thing comes in and so like i wrote the music and i would send it to dipursh and i was like okay this is the riff if you think you can find a better or you know like uh, like some cool way around it on a guitar like i obviously i cannot tell him like what to play you know because i don't play a guitar i don't know how he will translate it to a guitar but yeah. i can tell him okay this is what i need to hear and now you find a way around it so it was totally his call like there's a riff in when time stands still which is like a very funky funky kind of a riff and like yeah he just he just got it he just nailed it and he never like asked any questions like why why should i do it and he just got it okay hey this is something this not like it's not just 
we are doing something normal there's something special happening here let it let it manifest it's fine everything doesn't we don't need to sound like contortionists we don't need to sound like anyone else it's fine they're doing it why why do you want to be like the second parkway drive it's there is one that already exists you know yeah be the first sitamidal it's fine if it sucks it sucks if it sounds great it sounds great but we are not going to change anything you know like at all that is why there's a rap out of nowhere because by the end of writing <laughs> of this album i was a, a huge fan of you know like travis scott and stuff like that so i wanted to hear raps so like, okay, let's put rap in it because again that is the same thing no rules for me yaar i if, like if i want to write a fucking reggae album i'll do that i, I don't give a fuck like because no rules again like it's too short of a life to worry about rules like i don't want to do it i've done it but i don't want to do it so, okay. yeah it's just organic organic understanding and trust and dipershi like everyone in the band just trusts like me with you know like this whole thing so i'm just super lucky for that like i finally like this is happening and it's not like i am like a fucking dictator like right now we are we have started already writing like a like a new album and we are jamming and within within a day we are coming up with like 5 10 songs song ideas you know so it's like that fast like this is the team that we have right now everyone is just gets it yeah lovely okay uh, and allow me to pick your brain on this one a bit more so uh-huh. when you were approaching it and you were approaching it through uh, various talas and and various mm-hmm. ragas etc uh has yeah. has this process of creating metal music using mm-hmm. a classical instrument has it made you more appreciative of the depth that in a classical music has to offer because you're going back to the basics mm-hmm. to try and see what can be done with all of this yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, in a way you have to you have i mean it uh hear me out when i say this yeah get, get your point it's i get your point of, like, yeah it's because of all that effort that you've put in is why you're able to go back and destroy the rules yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah so what you said is exactly right like when you start there has to be like you know someone has to hold the cycle so that you don't fall down you know like mm-hmm. that has to happen but once you know how to ride then fucking will go anywhere bro like go start hiking on a cycle it's fine so that is how i look at music also when i started i had to put rules like nay this album has to sound this way it has to sound fast it, it has to sound chaotic it has to show off what a sitar is so i did mute the scene that was the whole idea exactly behind it and this time i was i had seen like you know i had like even with arijit i had seen so much of the world i was in like fucking four five continents and i was playing and i was like wow there's so much to the world man there's so many sounds i can use why am i you know like i've done it now it's time for me to like rethink the whole thing that is why i took one year off and you know like got a new team and as you said with the instrument also like now when i pick up a sitar today like you won't believe the feeling that i get is like damn i'm so lucky like i i exist in two opposite worlds and i'm the like like the only star player who's like enjoying this thing like i can go out on a stage sit on stage have a nice kurta put pan in my mouth and play for like two <laughs> hours whatever the fuck i want and the next second day i can go to like a festival stage you know wear like the most weird shit play fucking hardcore metal bang my head almost break it and thrash around with my friends have a good time and then come back like it's two opposite worlds like you know like and i'm so lucky that i get to do this it's like i cannot describe it it's just a trance you, you are in like these two worlds and both of them i i'm lucky like i i saw my like i was booed off stage you know i my sets were cut short you know i i've seen people not even clap after any song after like i played four five songs mm-hmm. so i've seen all that and now like after i kept going kept going kept going and now it's the time like everything is at bliss i'm not saying those times are over i'm ready to welcome those even again it's fine i don't give a fuck but it's just 
a nice place we are operating from and it's all peace now we we, we have nothing like we just want to go and do it like whatever we feel we just will go and have a good time that's all okay uh what about the sound itself i mean the tone and the overall mix etc mm-hmm. how does one uh, how how much time does it take for you guys to kind of figure out where the sitar should sit front and center yeah, yeah. in a metal band yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, that's yeah. a completely so, whole challenge in itself right yeah yeah so out of the 14 months that i told you about uh five or six were gone just on the mixing part because i was working with adhiraj Mm-hmm. and you know i i'm not like hadiraj is amazing he's like also one of those next level guys he he knows what he's doing he's great but you know like of course i cannot expect him to know what a sitar should sound like because he's not a sitar player of course you know like yeah. i don't know what a bass should sound like eventually because i'm not a bass player i've not lived that life of a bass bass player you know i don't know what is the best tone what is the best way to play it and present it in a mix because i don't know that life so my thing was like no one like even hadiraj took some time to like get it because you know it's like dude like this is the only like okay of all the albums ever made this album has sitar fronting it for the first time and i proudly say it for the first time so what is the problem in having it slightly louder jab aap steve vai ka album sunte ho do you complain ke guitar is loud no you don't because you know it's a steve vai album hai na it's a joe satriani album so the guitars are supposed to be heard properly you know Correct. so yeah, what is yeah. the problem in giving the same importance to a sitar in a sitar album what is problem you know like like fir kya hoga agar if it's slightly loud what what is the problem you don't hear like a drummer solo album and then say yaar ye drummer ka solo album to acha hai but the keys are too low <laughs> are dude it's not about keys it's a drum album hear the drums fuck like shut up and just hear it so but still you know i was very careful i didn't want to like bash people's faces with the sitar so what i did is i i recorded three layers for each song so sitar okay. is basically three layers so the riff sections are left and right they are hard okay. band and ah, when the solo comes in right. solo takes the center spot because i don't want to like all the time center 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 i don't want to do it i myself don't like ah, it i don't like ah. sitar it gets annoying after like 5 10 minutes so i was very careful this time okay okay left and right is the riff sections breakdowns whatever you want to do left and right when solo comes in take the center spot and like go and do it because i think in instrumental music the solos are the lyrics of the song it's the whole point of the song yeah you know so if that is not being heard carefully then like there's no point to the whole song like there has to be a section where everything is revealed in a song in my songs that is a solo section i tell you the whole story of the song okay this is what the whole song is about and then everything after and before it is like a you know like a a prelude or something like that the the solo is the main thing in the song like this is the whole essence of the whole song mm-hmm. okay okay yeah. so Uh, allow me to just wrap up on sitar metal a bit sure uh, sure for all its for, for what it's worth sitar metal seems to be the culmination of a part of your life where now you've successfully managed and learned to marry two worlds it's sort of yeah. if i can yeah. if i can say it's uh, i would view it as the honeymoon to your marriage okay yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> say started <laughs> how fun. do you plan to keep the marriage alive say 10 to 15 years down the line in simpler mm-hmm. terms what's the next evolution going to be like you've done your showing off yeah yeah ash ash kar liya girlfriend ke sath abhi yeah, yeah, yeah. now you're, now you're su- successfully married whole new beginning and my thing is my girlfriend just understands me man <laughs> so i know nothing ever is going to go off rails like you know what like what is happening right now i just have these spurs of ideas every day like since like when we released the first video when time sense like everything like people just got it 
and you know how much of a boost is it for a creative person when people get what you're doing yeah. like they just got it like fuck this guy is doing tapping and this and that on sitar like so you know like my thing is right now i know like if i sit with the sitar today i can make like 10 songs and they'll song they'll, they'll sound like those 10 songs it will not su- sound like mm-hmm. anything else because, because it's coming from a sitar you know so right now i know like there's there's just no stopping at all for sitar metal even even on the like uh, bands you know like the the team we have for business point and you know like the uh, front uh, like the live sound even we have a dedicated sound engineer right now so everyone is on the same page we sat down we speak every day we discuss ideas we discuss you know big picture stuff everyone talks about everything there's nothing hidden everyone gets it and like everyone has a good time it's not like they're just doing sitar metal because it can get like a few more clicks than some other band in india no mm-hmm. they're doing it because they genuinely go crazy when they hit the stage with those riffs and those you know those songs so that is where sitar metal is at and when this is the case with any band like you know what we did like you you like you'll trip out man like so we have always played with a click but on yeah. our first headlining show in in an open air venue which we did like 3 days ago uh. we were like let's go without clicks no backing tracks no nothing let's just go out and just play like metallica slipknot style no clicks no nothing plug in and just start playing and like we have the whole set recorded and we are releasing a video on 20th november of the whole set like a live video like uncut Ooh, live video wow okay yeah. and you know like everyone is afraid of doing that because you know artists like kind of like oh nice to mix karte hain jiska yes ka wo we are like no nothing like recorded as it is and just fucking put it out and now when we came back and heard the whole set you won't believe like it's like it's like a produced live album it's it sounds that good without backing tracks without clicks lovely that's yeah, so this is how on yeah man this is how on point everyone is in the band so you can see like this thing is not stopping like like unless you know like i like i have a second car crash <laughs> like this this is this is this is going to go on forever like no man no everything will be good touch wood yeah. i think everything yeah. should be great and honestly we can't wait to check out uh, the live album you say it's dropping out yeah, yeah, yeah. 20th november yeah so yeah it's it's not an album like we are releasing like a youtube video it's like a 45 okay. minutes full right. set video like we come on stage until the time we leave everything is uncut it's all rolling everyone can see what's happening and it's wow, like uh, the audio has been taken from the board so it's wow. hd audio that takes balls to do yeah man yeah. Like, just did and you know what like of course i'm not saying like of course at some points you fuck up and it's fine it's fine what's yeah, the yeah, use of, of life yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. perfect like show the flaws yeah. also it's fine everything is good true right just just to kind of wrap up with a couple of questions um mm-hmm. how do classical trained sitar players and the purists kind of view what you've done on sitar metal and similarly Dude, what yeah <laughs> They are they are afraid of bro. <laughs> no 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 like I'll tell you like I like know all the star players I like I'm friends with like luckily most of them and whatever. Yeah man like all I have is like they 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 are thankful like and, like and that's like I I can cannot say anything more like they are thankful like this is happening and you know like young people are now like there's a lot of young guys who someone from like uh, I think there's a guy in Lonavala like he reached out to the maker who made my sitar and he said mujhe waisa sitar bana ke do exactly jaisa rishab singh ke paas like this is wow. started to happen like there is now this thing happening and so yeah man i like i don't think about all that any time but like whenever i've heard anything it's like they are they are super happy that i'm doing this so like that's that's all i've heard so far
nothing yeah, bad nothing you can you can buy sachin tendulkar's bat but you can't bat like sachin tendulkar yeah 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 of course of course yeah <laughs> but 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 i must add on to that question how is their reaction compared to the average metalhead's uh, reaction to sitar metal mm, i would say like uh, I would say it's sixty forty. Like sixty percent, like metalheads on my side. Like forty percent classical musicians on my side. Like I have more support from the metal guys because, of course, like hey, if I start to do something weird with like a sitar, of course, at first, like Naladri ji told me this thing when I was having dinner with him. Like Pandit, like yeah. Jisraj ji, who's yeah. a great vocalist, he actually never approved of Naladri Kumar playing the sitar yeah. when he first started out. But ten years later, his company, uh, the I think they do the Idea Jalsa concert. and he gets niladri ji in every concert like niladri ji is playing in every concert so you know like of course in the starting someone might not get what you are doing but hey sure. over time life happens you know stuff happens in someone's life and you one day you wake up and you're like hey everything is fine he's doing his thing man he's not supposed to do what i do he's supposed to do what he he should be doing in his life and you know so people slowly get it and it's fine like but yeah metal people are like more on like my side like 60 40 so sure yeah. sure Okay, and, and our last question, because we've been sure. talking yeah, a yeah, lot, yeah. is we want to yeah. play a track from Sitar Metal, which will help our listeners, you know, understand and kind of contextualize this whole conversation yeah, yeah. we've been having for the past hour or mm-hmm. so. So, which track should mm-hmm. we play, and why? Oh, damn, this is checkmate, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the toughest question for the last. <laughs> uh. Which song? Hey, I would, uh, I would choose when time stands still. Like that okay. song uh, is like the essence of sitar metal. Like it has its fair share of you know tricks and whatever like some technical shit. But it it's like a legit song. It has a nice beginning, you know. And that song, like I think that was probably the last or the first. I don't remember like what's second last song that I wrote on the album. And I wanted to write an album like a song, which is. it's just a, like a story you know it starts with tapping it's very mellow when it starts and it's just, it's like a journey you keep going keep going keep going and then there's a little bit of chaos in middle and then when the last uh, last last chorus hits which also has a voice over in my voice where i've said something when that hits and you hear the next part it's like you're floating in the air like everything got solved so it's like a like my life story kind of you know it was very you know chaotic in the beginning and then middle mein there's a funky riff and that that shows like the glorious part that i saw in my life like i got to earn money and i got to play and you know stuff like that but then another like and the technical part happens then you know the difficulties come again and then i say something and that's me telling myself that everything's going to be right and then the chorus hits the last chorus and is it all resolved so that song is like the vibe the entire story of my journey since the since 2014 to like this point that song is like the soundtrack of the whole life that i've led in the past 4 5 years all right wow okay all right rishab it's been a great pleasure talking to you thank Same you so much, here, man. much for your time thank you. and thank you, i must say man you've got you've got for how young you are you really don't sound <laughs> that young i think you're far more mature yeah. than that and oh my god just just i hope that energy nah, of yours doesn't dissipate anytime soon no no man i'll just keep at it that's all i've got so I'll keep better. Thank you so much. It really means a lot to hear that from you guys. Thank you so much. It means a lot. Thank you.
there was a man ahead of his time. Never with words, but with a vision he will end the divide. Now when the time stands still in the darkness filled with light, hold my hand and step within something he left behind. So, the question that I asked at the beginning of the episode, what is Indian metal? Is this Indian metal? I think this is Indian metal in 2019, according to Rishabh scene. Because a lot of what he talked about, and it, he puts great context into where it's coming from, where his music is. It'll be interesting just to like see in like two, three years what he thinks about it him looking back at this we should know we should have actually asked him that if if he thinks this is indian metal or not anyways that's a question for rishab to answer that's also a question for all of you there to answer so why don't you hit us up we are at honsa pod on twitter you know our individual ids peter i'm trend crusher i'm at asmoani hit us up what do you think Indian metal is? Is there something called Indian metal? Should there be something called Indian metal? And yeah, if you actually have something valid to say, maybe we'll get you on the show. That's throwing a carrot at you. Eat that carrot, fuckers. Till the next time. Hansa. <laughs>